Hi, this is Charles Kelly. How are you doing? Money tips. Sorry, a little bit late today. I've been out most of the day uh, in, in London, actually. And I, I have to say that I, I've noticed that uh, traffic seems to be getting back to, to where it was before uh, the lockdown. And it's, it's a lot busier around. Uh, but I don't see many people wearing face masks, particularly amongst the younger population, it has to be said. Uh, and they seem to be casually walking around, hugging each other and, and this sort of stuff. Um, I, I, I do wonder if, if anybody's taking notice of this at all. Of course, the government originally advised that we didn't need face masks. So it's not necessary, even though most countries in, in Asia that had gone through SARS, uh, you know, did wear face masks. They did test people's temperature at airports and... That, that and, and they've carried on with that even some people and and now the the, the 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 scientists are saying that people should wear face masks on public transport which finally they're getting it you know that, that maybe it does make sense um, but uh, it, it seems that uh, the, the the other countries that had total lockdowns where they they controlled the people coming in from certain countries have have got rid of the disease faster than us and and we didn't do that but now from next week we're introducing a quarantine scheme in in you know at the height of our summer and just before the the summer tourist season and to me it's just bonkers it's shutting the, the stable door after the horse has bolted it's too little too late and it, it will just cost uh, tens of thousands of jobs it will certainly affect millions of of jobs if, if if restaurants have to close down or can't open up and in, in the meantime we're paying for a lot of these companies to keep its staff on furlough this is a taxpayer funded scheme in fact we see that British Airways have actually refused to meet the Home Secretary next week they just said we don't want to meet you you know um, they, they're just laying off 12,000 people they've got 30,000 people on the job retention scheme paid for by the taxpayer and at the time when we expect things to start opening up, uh, the government have announced a, a quarantine scheme with no end date in sight, just saying we're going to review it in three weeks. Well, that's nonsense. Three weeks, then you're into into July, and and even if then they lift it, uh, that, that's that's not much use to to the companies that have lost bookings for the whole of the summer. Because what they're saying is, if people arrive in the UK, they've got to give an address before they they fly. Then they've got to go to that address and self-isolate for 14 days and the government will be doing spot checks. Well, what tourist is going to come into the country uh, if, if you have to self-isolate? And and if, if people are, are going abroad from here, if, if someone's flying off with EasyJet or with a holiday package firm to, to Greece, how are they going to come back and then self-isolate for two weeks? It, it, it honestly just doesn't make sense. It beggars belief. Uh, that this policy is coming in and in fact 200 business leaders from the tourism and aviation industry have lobbied the government on this but they're just ignoring it uh, and I don't know I, I, you've got EasyJet laying off people uh, Ryanair laying off people as I said BA laying off 12,000 staff Rolls-Royce I think further four or five thousand permanent redundance um, and, and that doesn't include a lot of the pubs and restaurants which will probably never reopen because they just can't afford to do so we've heard of chains of restaurants frankie and benny is going to be closed down permanently uh, and 
you know, and, and then you reach the summer where we should be coming out of this lockdown. Certainly we were able to because the, 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 the reinfection rate is is coming down and has come down. And, and and then they're talking about opening up some of the hospitality places in July. But then this quarantine thing is going to kill the business for the summer for the tourism industry. And it's not just airports. It's not just airlines. It's restaurants, hotels, bars. Uh, people who rent out smaller places, guest houses, tourist attractions in, in London and Oxford and Bath and, and Stratford-on-Avon, they're going to lose out this summer really heavily. They're going to really lose out big time. You could argue that maybe British people might decide to, stay, to have their holidays in the UK. Yeah, that's true. But that doesn't make up for the maybe 30 million people that come in to, to the country uh, for, for tourism reasons uh, during the summer. And you, you know if you're around London... That the trains are packed with tourists. It's a major part of the city and uh, the city's income and livelihood. And not all, you know, a, a British person say driving into London for the day trip is not the same as uh, somebody uh, coming in on a, on a two-week holiday and then taking up packages to go around the country. It, it's just, just not the same. Uh, so I, I would urge the government to reconsider this. And I think if you're in a business that's, that's going to be affected by this, you should write to your MP and lobby your MP to reverse this decision. Because I, I really think that they, they, they should rethink this and perhaps have a more targeted approach. I mean, in January, you know, millions, or not millions, but hundreds of thousands of Chinese people were coming into the country when we knew about the, uh, the disease at that time, January, February. They were coming back to university uh, and, and nobody checked on them. Nobody checked on all the people coming from northern Italy. Nobody checked on them. Now, now we want to put them in quarantine. Well, it's too late. And there's another problem. Uh, another sector said that if you want to open these businesses in July that, that rely heavily on European labour from Eastern Europe, Spain, Italy, other countries. I'm, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm just generalising here, but you know, if you go into any coffee place, any restaurant, you're not going to find that many British staff. You're going to find Eastern Europe, Europeans, uh, a big, a large amount of Spanish. Because Spain's got unemployment problems. Italy's economy is always in the toilet. A lot of it, Italians living in London. Now, a lot of those people have gone home, and I, I know from landlords who said they they rent rooms out to Europeans, and a couple of months ago they all left, sort of walked away, and went back to their homeland to sit it out until the end of this this period. Uh, now, if you want those to come back in July. Uh, how, how are they going to come back if they're, if they're worried about this quarantine business? Because, you know, they can't come back now before the quarantine because the, their job won't be reopening until July when restaurants reopen. And then if they try and come back just before July, they might be stuck with this, this silly quarantine rule. So that's going to be another sector. How can you open up your restaurants and bars and pubs and hotels if you haven't got the labour in place and the labour's stuck in quarantine or stuck in Italy or Spain? Because they don't want to get a flight back. That that, that is just ridiculous. Um, so I would urge the government to rethink this because it's it's a completely nonsensical. And the aviation business alone is worth 22 billion, and that doesn't include the billions of pounds in in the, the hospitality hotels. I mean, London is a major tourist centre, one of the biggest tourist cities in the world, and we we just can't shut this down at a time when other countries in Europe are opening up their business. Now, the government has said they might have these, they call them flight bridges, where they'll have deals with countries that are safe uh, and 
and, and allow special trade, special flights between those two countries. But the other countries who are safe might say, well, the UK is not safe enough for us to do deals with you. So I'm not sure that's going to work. I think all they can do is maybe target certain countries where that there are uh, higher risks and stop them them coming in and and and, and let 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 other business just continue um so that, that that's 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 my opinion in fact i was having a look at flights today on the easyjet website and there are a lot of flights around i was looking at flights where we can get 75 pounds to malaga and come back for 35 pounds in in july uh and a lot of the flights have been sold out but there's there's there are flights available um but if you do that will you be able to get back uh, hopefully they'll they'll end that that um, quarantine plan before the end of the, of June. I hope, but we, we we shall have to see. I know that Michael O'Leary, the chief executive of Ryanair, said most countries in Europe have a lower rate of coronavirus than the UK. He said that uh, the requirement to self isolate would significantly reduce European visitors. Well, I think it will significantly reduce all visitors from anywhere. Um, apart from you know the hundreds of migrants who come in every day on a, on a raft across the channel every day i think it was 160 something migrants turned up on a raft uh, and, and they just come in um, but they're, they're, they're not deterred uh, the boss of uk's biggest airport company swiss port said the plan will deliver a killer blow a killer blow to the tourism sector and this is a time when airlines are cutting back they've sacked loads of staff and even the engine maker Rolls Royce has cut back. Boeing is in trouble. You know, all the airlines are in trouble. So I, I just think uh, we, we've got to change that plan. Okay, well that's enough of my rant for this evening. But if you, if you are affected by this industry, I think you should uh, do something about it and, and maybe lobby your MP. And if your job is one of the millions that may be affected by th these various crises that are going on, uh, then maybe look to build yourself a second income. Uh, try and look for training courses. I put plenty on my blog pages, uh, plenty of courses you can go on to, uh, to learn how to build an online business, to build a property business, and a lot of free training available there. So, so do check that out and have a look at my book sometime, Yes Money Can Buy Happiness, which you can find on Amazon, packed with tips on money, money tips, money advice, how to save money, how to earn more money, how to enjoy more money, how to have a better, uh, attitude towards money instead of thinking that well uh, money is bad people with money are bad all the rich are evil all the businessmen are crooks and uh, do, do you know the saying money is the root of right you might be able to finish that money is the root of all evil well in fact most people say that most people think that but actually it's a misquoted uh, it's a shortened version of a quote uh, a biblical quote uh, where it says, for the love of money is the root of all evil. So, and if you maybe translate that back, they're probably saying the worship of money is the root of all evil. Like you wor don't worship gold and don't worship idol idols, idolatry. Uh, because these things have gone through uh, ancient transcripts to Greek, to English. And a lot of them lose their meaning along the way. But uh, the idea that money itself, an inert thing, is evil is wrong it's what you do with money that, that can create good or, or evil and uh, so so a lot of people have that attitude and if they have that attitude then why would they want to make money when they think it's evil why would they want to become a successful business person when they think you have to be a crook to be to be in business um, 
you know, I, I often heard it from my parents, oh, they're, they're crooks, those business people, they don't pay tax, they rip people off. Well, well, that's not true. I mean, I know lots of business people that have created tens of thousands of jobs. Uh, they, they've, they do very, they, they give a lot of money to charity, they give back, they help people along the way, and, and, and they're providing a good service. And, and there's another idea that, you know, you have to, a business person has to take from everybody else and there's nothing left. In fact, someone wrote to me the other day and said, why are you always talking about money? We should uh, stop trying to get more money and leave some for the young people. Yeah, fair enough. I'm not taking away anything from the young people. Um, you know, when, let's give you an example. When, um, you know, uh, say Apple started their business, he, he hasn't taken away anything from young people. He's created a new business, a new type of computer business or a new phone business. Uh, and he's created something new, which has then gone on to create tens of thousands of jobs. It's gone on to create massive wealth, massive tax revenues, and it's given people something that they, they, they enjoy using. I'm using an iPhone right now. Um, so he didn't have to take away. An entrepreneur creates wealth. They don't take away what, what's there for everybody else. Um, you know, you could say the same thing about um, Amazon. I mean, Amazon uh, is creating wealth for millions of small traders who sell their products on Amazon. He's not taken away. I know some uh, retail high street people might say the Amazon's killing their business, but he also created a lot of uh, wealth for millions of, of small traders that can set up a shop window on Amazon far cheaper than they could by going to set up a shop in the high street. And if you want to know more about how to set up a shop on Amazon, let me know and I'll, I'll put you onto some free courses because you know, if you wanted to start a business today and it's never been easier to start a business, the last thing you should do is go and open up a shop in the high street and spend £50,000 in your first year, which will probably go down the toilet. Uh, and, you know, get your business set up online, whether it's Amazon, Shopify or whatever. So these people uh, create uh, something. They, they don't take away something. You don't, they, don't, they don't need you to be poor so they can be rich. They, they create wealth that trickles down to everybody. Uh, same with Henry Ford. To go back to an old example, when he started mass producing, he, he, he didn't invent the car, but he, he, he was one of the inventors of this mass production line of building cars with his Model T Ford. Remember the Model T Ford? You can have it in any color you like, as long as it's black. It was really a standard car. But by mass producing them, he, he, he brought the, the availability of cars to the masses and he created a whole industry around cars and Detroit and steel uh, and he created uh, thousands of thousands and thousands of jobs. Detroit became a magnet for people looking for, for work. And he set, uh, I think he set a minimum rate. Was it $5 a day or $5 an hour? Something like he set a minimum wage rate, which uh, people said was crazy. But in actual fact, he made his workers wealthier. They were able to buy more cars. And it really was one of the people that set America off on that golden age uh, all right, there was the depression in the way, but that golden age of growth throughout the 20th century, that those great industrial industrialists that, you know, created something from almost nothing. You know, Mike, Bill Gates, Microsoft, not, not everyone's uh, hero, but you have to say when he set up Microsoft, he's given everyone a tool that they can use in, on the PCs. But he didn't take my money to do that, did he? he he's created something 
and and he's created you know hundreds of thousands of millionaires in in his business uh, through, through in in Microsoft through staff share schemes and and all sorts of things. You, you know that that Silicon Valley is it's a whole industry that's created billions of dollars of wealth for America, but they didn't have to take that money away from you to 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 make that money. So so that's what I talk about. Some of the things I talk about in the book here, um, and 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 trying to establish what you really want in life, what what you you know what what you you want, how to get it, how how to manage your money as well. Because most people in the country, from my experience as a financial advisor, don't know how to to manage their money, and they, they don't manage their money very well. 